The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So as the number of COVID-19 cases continues to grow across the country, uh, the federal health minister increasing funding for research into the virus by $20 million. Ottawa had initially earmarked $7 million for research. It's less of a competition, I would say, and more of a collaboration with the world. I mean, listen, this is about making sure that Canada is able to participate in this research that's happening globally, that we have Canadian solutions that are being developed, that we could uh, amplify the work that's happening in all of the countries that are racing to try and find a cure. Joining us now, microbiologist Jason Tetro. He is the author of The Germ Code and The Germ Files. Of course, you can always hear his award-winning podcast, The Super Awesome Science Show on Curious Cast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Jason, thanks Hello. for joining me. Hey, how you doing? Good, all right. Uh, your thoughts, you were listening to what uh, the, the good doctor had to say. What were your thoughts there? Um, I, I think this is one of those situations where... Um, the, have you ever heard of trickle-down effects? <laughs> this is really one of those situations. And, you know, it, it may be something that you don't do in economics, but unfortunately when it comes to, uh, you know, new viruses that just come out of nowhere, it's unfortunate, but that really is the way that it works. So, you know, you have uh, the, the, the site of source, which was China. Uh, we're getting all sorts of information coming out of there. Um, that and then goes to our sort of, central hub, the uh, World Health Organization, and then it eventually trickles down. And so what's been happening is that uh, at the federal government level, we've been seeing a lot of action that's going on, um, deciding just what is the level of concern, what is the level of action we need. And then um, the different pockets or individual municipalities within the provinces are sort of doing their own thing. And that's really what we're seeing at the moment. And I understand if someone feels like they're being left out because maybe Vancouver's doing a better job because they have more information. Yeah, it just, uh, I mean, mean, to me, you'd want to be getting that information to the the people on the ground, the people who are going to be dealing, you know, the the, the first, you know, if if I'm not feeling well, I'm going to the doctor, I'm calling, you know, um, whatever it is. Alberta Health Link to, to find out or you know, going to the emergency room, it would be prudent, I would think, to make sure that they know what's going on. This just came in. Um, BC activating its pandemic plan to deal with this. Um, the plan is ready to operate under an outbreak that lasts up to four months. Uh, what does what does a pandemic plan look like? Well, essentially what's going to happen is that when you're talking about a pandemic, you're talking about uh, essentially uncontrolled spread of something that potentially could lead to uh, severe harm and, and possibly death in the community. So we sort of know that that latter part of it may not necessarily be the case with respect to this virus. But what we do know is that regardless of which version you want to take, the actual fatality rate is a bit higher than the flu. Or if you go with another one, it's a lot higher than the flu. So it's really good to be able to sort of bring this in and make sure that, you know, people are, are not getting together in mass gatherings. People are aware of what they need to do to be able to prevent spread. Um, people are told to stay home if they're sick. Uh, and in some cases, it might be mandated. 
Okay. And we might shut down things like schools and that. All right. So that's in, in, in BC right now. Um, uh, again, uh, they continue to monitor it here in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Um, the number is growing. Uh, the risk in Canada, they continue to say, remains low. Um, I see some people on my text line totally poo-pooing it, saying, oh, it's just another cold. Other people, and then we see other people who are stockpiling what seems to be a year's worth of toilet paper for yeah. some reason. Um, and, I, and I get that people react to things completely differently. Mm-hmm. What do you tell them? Well, essentially, we are dealing with a virus that we still don't know everything about. And as a result of that, we have to be careful because while we keep hearing all of this talk about the fact that, yes, indeed, you know, it's not killing as many people as we originally thought, and yes, indeed, this may not necessarily be as dangerous as originally, um, you know, perceived, at the end of the day, it's still killing people. Yeah. And so, you know, rather than, you know, say, let's compare it to the flu, why don't we just sort of realize that this is what we should have been doing with the flu anyways. <laughs> and so let's just continue with this process so that even when the coronavirus no longer is around, we're continuing to be strong about our hygiene. We're continuing to be good about not sharing infections with others. Now, granted, you're not going to need a heck of a lot more toilet paper than you probably need right now. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know if you know this, but down in the southern part of the United States, if they have like a hurricane warning, uh, Wonder Bread disappears. Oh, boy. So toilet paper, I guess, is the pandemic uh, disappearance here in Canada. I don't know. Before I let you go, and I'd asked you this uh, through text not too long ago, um, and I tried to clarify it on the air, and someone yesterday said hand sanitizer is not going to work. It's for bacteria, and this is a virus. What do you tell people about hand sanitizers? Uh, I tested it in the laboratory. It kills coronavirus. It kills viruses. Don't worry about that. Uh, The other thing that I should say is simply it has to be 62 to 70 percent has to be on your hands for 15 seconds in order for it to work properly so you said 52 to 70 percent alcohol volume 62 to 70 percent yeah okay so if you're going to make your own at home don't listen to what you heard uh, what you're going to do is you're going to take those brown bottles of, uh, or whatever of uh, isopropyl alcohol uh, rubbing alcohol yeah and you're going to add 10 percent of either glycerin or some kind of lotion or something like that. That'll give you the right concentration and it'll really feel good on your hands. My mom used to do it in the 50s. I did it when I was a kid. You can do it now. Jason, uh, we're out of time, uh, unfortunately. Let's talk again soon, okay? Absolutely. All right, Take thanks. Care. Jason Tetro joining me this afternoon.